The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Calloway. To our present, you have a quorum, Madam Chair. Thank you. Having a quorum present, we are now in session. Is there an approval of the minutes? So moved. There's a motion to approve the minutes. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. We are going to jump immediately into public comment. I just want to remind everyone that we do have budget hearings kicking off today. We have one hour for our internal operations committee meeting. Uh, and so we are going to adjust the time allotted to one minute. Seeing no hands present in the committee of the whole. Team, can you please let me know how many hands we have raised via Zoom? Good morning, Madam Chair and honorable committee members. We have three hands raised for virtual public comment. Thank you. Uh, we are going to cut off public comment at 9.05. So if you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand prior to that. If we can get started with the first caller joining us via Zoom. Yes, Madam Chair, the first caller is Black Jesus. Okay, thank you. Good morning, Black Jesus. You have one minute. Now, y'all know y'all wrong, given one minute. That's the, the most ludicrous nonsense I done heard. There's three hands raised and y'all giving one minute. Okay, well, here, with this one minute, I want to say this. All y'all been provided with the information about the illegal bond issuance, about 13 of them now, my estimate totals over a billion dollars. Angela Whitfield Callaway, I don't know if you present because I can't see you, but you're a lawyer and you know, you got the information so you should know and you should tell the rest of this three-fifths committee exactly what's going on because you know the law. And Mary Waters, at large, you for all the whole city. Y'all got to stand up to this little crafty Mike, this little joker. The Thank you so much for your comment. Again, we have one hour for a committee meeting. Um, Mr. Clerk, if you can please uh, note that Member Callaway has joined us. The clerk will so note. Thank you. Uh, the next caller. Team, who's our next caller? Sorry, Madam Chair, I was experiencing technical difficulties. The next caller is Karen Winston. Good morning, Karen Winston. You have one minute. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah. So today I'm just gonna uh, because I know you guys are in a hurry, but um, um, that uh, the mayor's meeting last night. You know, I, I didn't appreciate most of it. I just I just think he brags a lot, but we don't show a lot. We don't produce a lot. Um, I think that 
we need to concentrate on low income housing. You know, affordable housing is fine for people who make 80 percent or more, you know, of the, um, you know, the wage uh, at a medium, you know, what I'm trying to say. Anyway, that's fine for those guys. But for what we need, we need low income housing. We have a lot of uh, low income families here. So we need to cater to that more so than all these condos. I mean, that's fine for downtown, whatever. But, but you know, we got to include everybody. Thanks a lot. I'll be listening to all budget meetings. Thanks. Thank you. The next caller. Yes, the next caller is Betty A. Varner. Good morning, Betty A. Varner. You have one minute. Good morning and happy International Women's Day. My name is Betty A. Varner, a proud resident of uh, District 7, born and raised in the city of Detroit, president of the Soda Ellsworth Black Association. I'm here this morning. I want to advocate for uh, seniors and people with disabilities to uh, allow, asking you to allow monies in the budget to help us uh, make our homes handicap accessible so we can continue to live in the homes and the neighborhoods we have invested in. Uh, the majority of my members have been in their homes 30 plus years. I've been in mine for 50, over 50. We need ramps. We need uh, items to make our homes safe. We need help getting walk-in showers. We uh, want to continue to be able to do the work in our neighborhoods to beautify and improve. Uh, I'm president of a very active uh, Black club, majority seniors, but we're getting it done. Thank you. Thank you. Any additional callers? Member Waters? Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. I just want to respond to the last caller and say, as a matter of fact, yes, I'm going to make sure that I advocate for uh, some assistance in the homes in terms of, you know, making sure that they have ramps and, uh, and those kinds of things so that they can live um, peacefully and happily, you know, in their neighborhoods and they don't have to move out. I, I think I think we absolutely should do that. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Mr. Grady, did we have any additional hands raised via Zoom before public comment was cut off? No, Madam Chair, we had no additional hands raised before public comment was cut off. Okay, thank you so much. Um, we were joined by Mr. Carmack prior to public comment being cut off. So if you would like to come up, we are allowing one minute for public comment because we have just one hour for the committee meeting. Good morning, council. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I just heard this situation with this senior and so forth about needing a walk-in uh, uh, shower and so forth. My ma fell trying to get in the bathtub in a shower. She fell fell down, ripped her leg open, and died from it. This is true what she's saying. These seniors need to have a walk-in shower. They can't lift their leg up to get in the bathtub. It's just a shame. Somebody needs to do something about it. Also, I'd like to, uh, you know, I am not in a lawsuit with Revere Dock and, and Brass. That's the property I was trying to get. I'm in a lawsuit about the Melville property. They have kept me in this lawsuit for five to six years. 
They have no witnesses and no documentation. They just keep me tied up. What I would like you to do is investigate the revered doc that you put through committee that you said you were still investigating, and let me show you the documents I have. That's all I'm asking. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. All right, public comment is now cut off. Public comment is now cut off. We are going to move into our interviews. Um, Mr. Grady, can you tell me if we have Frederick Russell on the line? Madam Chair, I am not seeing Frederick Russell online. Okay. All right, well, we will come back at 9.15. Colleagues, if we can get started with unfinished business, beginning with line item 8.1, status of the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development and Grants, submitting resolution authorization request to accept a donation of a HUSH digital privacy protection tool, is there a motion to approve or discussion? Discussion. Member Waters. All right, can somebody speak to this? This, well, why is it here? That's what I wanna know. Uh, good morning, Mr. Washington. Good morning, Madam Chair and committee. Um, there is actually a request from the department to withdraw this item. Madam, Madam, thank, Madam thank Chair. Thank you. Member Waters? I, I, I don't understand why it's back here, but since it is, maybe we should deal with it. There, there's a request <laughs> to withdraw the line item, so is oh, there a motion to oh, remove? Oh, motion, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> there's a motion to remove line item 8.1. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Thank you so much, Mr. Washington. <laughs> Without objection, I'd like to move down to line item 9.1 and combine line items 9.1 through 9.4. These are various lawsuit settlement requests and incidents involving the Detroit Department of Transportation. Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Motion to approve. There's a motion to approve line items 9.1 through 9.4. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Line items 9.1 through 9.4 shall be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. Without objection, I'd like to combine line items 9.5 through 9.9. .9. These are also various lawsuit settlement requests. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me withdraw that. So if we can just entertain line item 9.5. Uh, this is a settlement in lawsuit of C-spine orthopedic versus city of Detroit. Case number 19-108. 32-NF, the Department of Transportation in the amount of $150,000.
Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Motion to approve. Um, I'm sorry, um, Madam Chair. Discussion, mm -hmm. Member Callaway. Discussion. Discussion. Yes, mm -hmm. discussion. Is this 9.5? Yes. yes. Um, is are they asking for a two weeks to allow law to look at um, Michigan Pilot Law 500.3114-4? If not, I'm making that recommendation. If we can bring this back, if they're not asking for that, because there seems to be um, some kind of confusion um, with this particular line item, I'm not understanding. So I'm asking if it could be brought back in two weeks so law can look at Michigan Pilot Laws 500.3114, subsection 4. Okay, let's find out. Is there anyone here who can speak to? Thank you, Madam Chair. Line item 9.5. And, and, and Madam Chair, this is simply a technical issue having to do with insurance priority payments. Is there anyone from the law department available? Okay, seeing no one, uh, is there a motion to bring back line item 9.5 in two weeks? Thank you, Madam Chair. Motion. Mm -hmm. Thank you. There's a motion to bring line item 9.5 back in two weeks. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Without objection, I'd like to combine line items 9.6 and 9.7. These are various requests for legal representation and indemnification. Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Um, motion to approve. There's a motion to approve line items 9.6 and 9.7. Any objection? Mm -hmm. Hearing none, that action shall be taken. Line item 9.6 and 9.7. Line items 9.6 and 9.7 shall be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. I am receiving messages that our interviewees are having difficulties joining us, so we're, we'll just continue through the line items and come back to them. Moving on to line item 9.8, and without objection, I'd like to combine line items 9.8 through 9.10. These are various lawsuit settlement requests for situations re re involving the Detroit Department of Transportation. Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Motion to approve, Madam Chair. There's a motion to approve line items 9.8 through 9.10. Hearing no objection that action shall be taken. Line items 9.8 through 9.10 shall be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. Line item 9.11, 
submitting resolution authorization for legal representation and indemnification of attorney Sidney Rogers in lawsuit of Joanne Warwick versus City of Detroit at all. Case number 22-11707. Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Motion to approve. There is a motion to approve line item 9.11. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Line item 9.11 shall be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. Without objection, I'd like to combine line items 9.12 through 9.14. These are various lawsuit settlement requests regarding situations involving the De Detroit Department of Transportation. Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Motion to approve. There's a motion to approve line items 9.12 through 9.14. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Line items 9.12 through 9.14 shall be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. Without objection, I'd like to combine line items 9.15 through 9.18. Again, various lawsuit settlement requests regarding situations. 9.15 is involving the General Services Department, and 9.16 through 9.18 are situations involving the Department of Transportation. Is there a motion to approve or discuss line items 9.15 through 9.18? Motion to approve. There's a motion to approve. Any objection? Hearing none, that action shall be taken. Line items 9.15 through 9.18 shall be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. Line item 9.19, submitting resolution authorization to submit a grant application to the Simon Foundation for Fiscal year 2023 to support project Clean Slate. Mm -hmm. Is there a motion to approve or discuss? Motion to approve. There's a motion to approve line item 9.19. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Line item 9.20, reestablishment of the Detroit City Council Equitable Development Task Force. Is there a motion to approve? Motion to approve. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Thank you, colleagues. And so it appears as though we have our interviewees online. Oh, great. Okay. If we can start with Director Todd. Did you want to... Uh, Good morning, you're on mute. Good morning, Madam Chair. Good morning, honorable committee members. I'm just here should you need anything from me and uh, otherwise just trying to assist with making sure the interviewees get in. Thank you. 
Thank you, Director Todd. So we are going to go a little out of order, recognizing that they are here. Um, Mr. Grady, if we can move over Sophia Chu. Yes, Madam Chair, Sophia Chu has been promoted to panelists. Thank you so much. And this is line item six, the reappointment of Sophia Chu to the Detroit Entertainment Commission. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Will you please introduce yourself for the record? I am Sophia Chu, um, the current secretary of the City of Detroit Entertainment Commission. Excellent. Um, I'm glad I got your name right. Uh, if you will tell us about your background, tell us how long you've been on the Entertainment Commission, and um, tell us about your interest in staying on the commission. Um, so I have been on the commission, I want to say five years. Mr. Todd's going to have to help me with that. I enjoy it so much. I've lost track of time. I represent district number six. And um, as it regards, I am from the Caribbean community locally in Detroit. And um, a part of my interest or my value add, I think, is bringing the voice and of the artists and creatives and venues from the Caribbean um, communities here in Detroit to the table, giving them um, an opportunity to present on the work that they're doing in our community to grow Michigan. And as such, I think um, the value that we add as a community within a community is um, extremely valuable to the city of Detroit. So we're seen as a intricate part of the fabric versus being a standalone group. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you for bringing that knowledge and experience to the commission. Can you talk, can you share a little bit about uh, what the commission does? We work as, as an advocate alongside the, to provide um, advisory to the city council members as to opportunities, not only for artists and creatives in the entertainment sphere. In addition to that, we actually evaluate some of the venues and events that are happening around the city and bring that information to the city council members. Thank you. And so do you work closely with your council member to identify venues within the district? We Yes, I work closely with our my councilwoman to identify and to visit um, the venues that are there because I know her schedule is such that she cannot take part in those activities per se, but we do, I do bring it to her attention. And we also, I'm actually scheduled to meet with her in May and provide her a written report of the work that we have been doing. Excellent, thank you. Colleagues, any questions or comments? 
Member Waters. Thank you. Thank you, um, um, Madam Chair. Um, so good morning. Good morning. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Caribbean music, okay? You know, Calypso, uh, reggae, you know, all of that good stuff. I kid you not. I mean, I love it. So, but um, do you mind sharing um, just a little bit about um, your, um, how do I put this, how, how you came into appreciating this type of music? Uh, what country? I am originally from the beautiful country of Jamaica. Jamaica. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm an avid fan of the music of Trinidad and Tobago, which is Calypso and Soca. Yes, girl. Okay. <laughs> so we do have um, quite a few um, entertainers here locally that are of Caribbean descent that practice their craft here in the city. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that we attend or we have access to that kind of information. For example, um, one of our customer, costume designers, Ralph Taylor from Caribbean Mardi Gras, he participated in a Mardi Gras um, celebration at the Detroit Riverfront. Mm -hmm. So we had an opportunity to wear our costumes. There was a brass band that played the music. We also had um, Lyndon with Uprising Steel Band that performed at that event. Now, listen, I just want to share this with you. I've actually participated in those uh, in those before myself. I've worn the costumes and, and so forth. Yes, I have. Absolutely. <laughs> Danced all in the streets and so forth. Uh, Absolutely. So, I went to Trinidad and Tobago for, uh, for Mardi Gras and and I've also been to um, to uh, Jamaica as well. So I certainly appreciate the music. You you uh, I look forward mm -hmm. um, to to that. You know, bringing it back because it used to be here at some time. You know, we used to hear a lot more of it. You know, but it it's still here. It's still here, but it's more underground now, and that a lot of times is because of the financial aspect of it. Yeah and the lack of visibility. So I think the role um, as, as a commissioner on the City of Detroit Entertainment Commissioner is continue to push that part of the envelope mm -hmm. so folks can see the breadth of um, the, the, the breadth of the international mm -hmm. aspects when it comes to entertainment here in the city of Detroit. And because I have a passion for Caribbean entertainment, just to make sure folks know that it's available. Their venues, their um, entertainers, their, for example, costume designers, international costume designers mm -hmm. that live right down the street from us that we can tap into them to use, for example, um, Ralph makes costumes for Nan Rouge. So if you participate in Nan Rouge, you see these beautiful costumes. It's actually a local Detroiter from the beautiful country of Trinidad and Tobago that creates that. Just one more thing, uh, Madam Chair. And let me just tell you, I knew you were going to say those costumes from Trinidad and Tobago. And the reason is because they, I, I got to tell you, there's nobody that can do those like Trinidad. Mm. They are just the absolute best. So thank you so much uh, for uh, lending your, your, your service, you know, to this cause because we really, really need it. And thank you, uh, Madam Chair. Thank you. Thank you so much. Member Calloway. Yes. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. And good morning. Is it Ms. Chu? 
Yes, ma'am. Um, good morning. Um, so I've had an opportunity to attend Carabana Festival in Toronto for the last 20 plus years. And I remember when it was on Young Street. Are you familiar with the Carabana Festival in Toronto? I am familiar with it. I've never been to it. Okay. Um, but we actually used to do something like that similar in the city of Detroit, right down Woodward. Because I, I have worn costumes yeah. that they were so large that they had to use um, a pole to push the light, the, the stoplights up so I could pass under it. Yeah. So we're hoping to, you know, regenerate those kinds of activities here in the city of Detroit. Yep. And that's why I brought up the Carabana Festival, because I remember um, uh, right before COVID, that was my last opportunity. It might have been around 2019, but for the last 20 or plus years consecutively, my family and I have traveled um, mostly by train and sometimes by car, but mostly by train because it's so much fun. And I was so happy to see that the, we have a new bus line. Um, with direct connection from Detroit going to Toronto. So maybe we mm -hmm. can host um, some of our kids just to go and experience that whole that whole area and the culture. So um, I would hope that we can bring the parade back here to Detroit because I remember attending just maybe once and then I didn't see it anymore. And I'm hoping the city can support that effort because it has such beautiful culture and the experience and, and the information and the people and the food and the music. It was just amazing. So I'm hoping that we can not necessarily duplicate what they do in Toronto because they've been at that thing for about 50 years, but um, bring something like that back to the city of Detroit for our kids. They need to see that. And I appreciate all that you do and can thank you for continuing to want to serve. Thank you, Madam thank Chair. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And Ms. Chu, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we are all very excited to have you continue to serve on the Entertainment Commission and look forward to growing the work, I think a culturally diverse city is beneficial to all of us. And so we look forward to supporting your efforts in growing um, the cultural activities and entertainment venues even that we have in the city of Detroit. Well, thank you so much. It's I serve at the council's pleasure. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You also. Thank you. Mr. Grady, if you can move Mr. David Esparza, Esparza, if he is joining us. Madam Chair. Yes, Mr. Todd, Director Todd. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, again, I believe that was the item where there was confusion. Uh, Mr. Esparza is not available today, and it was my understanding that Mr. Harrison was actually scheduled for today. So he is the individual who is present for interview. My apologies. Thank you so much, Director Todd. I'm actually going to go to Mr. Frederick Russell Jr. first, and All then right. we'll come back to Mr. Harrison. Frederick Russell Jr. has been promoted to panelist. Thank you. And this is line item five, the appointment, the nomination of Frederick Russell Jr. to the City Planning Commission. Good morning, Mr. Russell. Will you please introduce yourself for the record? Hey, um, good morning. My name is Fred, uh, Fred Russell Jr. Uh, I am a District 1 resident, uh, and I've been on the commission 
I'm not uh, quite a little while. Uh, I think 2008, and um, and I I enjoy it, and uh, uh, I am happy to serve. Excellent. Well, we certainly appreciate your service. The City Planning Commission does a tremendous amount of work um, for various development projects interested in coming to the city of Detroit. But talk to us about your experience on the City Planning Commission and, and what you enjoy, what you look forward to uh, bringing to the city of Detroit and the types of development that perhaps you'd like to see. Um, you know, I I think that um, I first of all, I, I, I love the city. Uh, been here since I was not born here, but uh, been here uh, since uh, uh, my family moved here when we were not, when I was nine. And uh, I've gone to um, uh, Detroit public schools and uh, I really uh, love the city. I think it's always been a really great place to live. Uh, and I. Uh, I like being a part of helping it uh, grow and uh, and even get better. And uh, I think that um, uh, what we do on the City Planning Commission uh, with uh, enhancing the zoning code is uh, one of many things that helps the city move forward. Excellent. Um... Can you talk about like some of the different types of projects that you all hear? And what is it that you look for when uh, having discussions on the City Planning Commission relative to those development projects? Um, when, when a project comes before us uh, or, or, or rezoning or, or whatever it is, we I look to um, make sure that it is uh appropriate for uh the community that it's it's going in uh i i like to see when there are some sustainable uh our concepts included in that um and um i like to see that it the projects uh, enhance that neighborhood in um, a number of ways. If if it's if it's um, uh, or or are just and and beautifying uh, a neighborhood. And so, I, did I answer your question? You absolutely did, and that's that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> Because yeah. I know, I know uh, that District 4 has had some um, projects come before you all recently, and I appreciate the thorough discussion that you have relative to the community and um, how it connects and ties into the community. You know, and, and I think with um, uh, all the uh, development projects that come before, there are a lot of layers to it. And uh, I think it's really good that uh, the commission, you know, so that everyone has a really good understanding of, of what's going to happen. And, and I think that we have some good uh, conversations and that brings out all those layers in the, in the projects. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, colleagues, any questions or comments? Member Calloway? Yes. Thank you, Madam Chair. <laughs> And good morning, Mr. Um, Frederick E. Russell Jr. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Um, just a couple quick questions. Have you ever um, supported a development 
that maybe the residents in a particular area opposed? Um, probably so. Um, you know, at, uh, I think, well, not probably so, uh, yes. Um, I think that, um, when it comes to a rezoning, uh, I think that there are always some citizens that are on both sides, either for or against it, you know, and that's what the commission, uh, goes through and, you know, we deliberate and, uh, and come to a thing. So, Yes, is the answer to the question. And uh, and I think that's probably the case on almost every um, uh, hearing we have. Okay, um, thank you. Um, how, through the chair, how much um, weight do you give to a community that objects to or opposes a particular development? In other words, do you put development over people? Okay. Okay. So, um, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, and, and I think that a lot of, well, what I believe is that this commission is, and the CPC staff, director Todd and all the staff members are, are fabulous. There's a set of criteria that we are supposed to adhere to, you know, and, uh, Public safety is one, but uh, those zoning regulations are what, you know, I try to follow. And um, so there have been uh, a a few times when uh, uh, I think those criteria or the zoning uh, has... um, not made the um, community um, or some community members happy. And the, uh, and the other thing that I think is that uh, one thing that I'd like to see is that smaller developers, uh, because there's a great expense for developers uh, to bring things to the city. And um, I think that uh, there are some things that are subjective, uh, but I think that, um, and I think the staff is working toward it and um, city government in general is working towards it, is that we have laws that are in place where there's not a uh, subjective aspect to it. And I think that would help uh, grow the city and um, allow smaller developers to flourish. Thank you, Mr. And and I'm sorry, did did I answer your, I wanna make sure I answered your question. Thank you for your answer, Mr. Russell. Thank you, Madam Chair. (laughs) Thank you. Member Waters. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just a just a quick question. Good morning, Mr. Russell. Good morning. Good morning. Um, do uh, have you guys ever uh, gone to a community and, and asked that they give you input um, into potential development? Because I have you guys ever done that? I I'm one that believes that is absolutely critical. I think that people who live 
in those neighborhoods know best. They know um, the kinds of things that they need and that they want that they want that they like to see. So I would hope that the planning commission will work with uh, the communities to help them. Uh, just you know, you guys be responsible for what what it is that they're asking um, you to do, and I think that that would really help out a, a great deal, and and it won't be so much bitterness about various projects coming into the in the community. Uh, I I agree wholeheartedly, and uh, I'd like to say it, it's not um, I as a commission uh, a commissioner have 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 not done that, but for I can't really think of uh, a hearing that we've had where the staff has not uh, uh, instigated and uh, gone out to the community. I think that uh, CPC staff is excellent at uh, reaching out to the community and engaging the community. Um, you know, uh, and they've been very creative with that. They even have uh, they have yet to play. I have yet to play the game, but it's a development game that I I, I think that um, you know other planning commissions from around the country are um, coming to see that, and uh, so they 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 always reach out to um, the communities, and 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 I really like that, and they and they you know uh, I think we have a lot of fabulous commissioners on there and um, uh, a lot of them uh, are, 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 we all are looking to make the community better. And, and a big part of that is, is hearing from the community and the staff has done that. I can't think of one that they have not done that on. All right, then. Thank you so much, uh, Madam Chair. Thank, thank you, you. Mr. Russell. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Russell. We appreciate your service. I just want to um, share with my colleagues that, um, yes, I have uh, been at community meetings when the City Planning Commission staff has been there as well, uh, just sharing information about an upcoming project, um, but also just want to remind everyone that the City Planning Commission makes recommendations to the City Council, uh, and that City Council can um, approve or reject those, um, the recommendations that comes from the City Planning Commission. But Mr. Russell, we thank you so much. We appreciate your time and your service on the commission and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thank you all very much and, and you all have a great day. Thank you. Colleagues, we are now going to turn to our final interview for the morning with Mr. Richie Harrison and there was a there was um, an adjustment that had to be made on the agenda and we will walk on a memo uh, shortly for Mr. Harrison. Good morning Mr. Harrison will you please introduce yourself for the record. Good morning, Madam Chair. Good morning, Honorable Body, Richie Harrison. I am planning uh, commissioner for District 4. Uh, I have been on the commission since 2021, I believe, and uh, excited to serve. I'm a, I'm a 
lifelong Detroiter, uh, grew up in the city uh, and attended school in the city, graduated from high school, from Martin Luther King High School. Uh, and I've been fortunate to have the opportunity to work in the city. Um, my background is urban planning and development. I've worked at several nonprofit organizations in the city doing planning work uh, and, uh, and have uh, really appreciated the opportunity to engage, to see the types of, of, of changes that are happening and to continue to work towards progress in the city. So glad to be before you today. Thank you. And um, Mr. Harrison is here for a reappointment to the City Plan Commission representing District 4. Uh, so certainly do appreciate your service uh, and appreciate your background and, and how it lends to your service on the City Planning Commission. Uh, so can you talk to us about some of the projects that you've seen come forward and what it is that you'd like to see in general as it relates to development projects coming to you um, in the city of Detroit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, it, it has been wonderful to see the types of, of, of projects that have come before us, uh, particularly um, lots of, of uh, development in neighborhoods, lots of rezoning in neighborhoods, um, which has been a fascinating view on, on seeing progress being made in communities uh, and the ways that uh, departments are aligning in order to be supportive to development in the city. Um, I have also uh, appreciated uh, some of the work that we are doing to uh, to to correct and align zoning. Uh, the fact that there it, there uh, is recognition that that we are 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 actively uh, in some ways working collaboratively with 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 uh, staff uh, with others. Uh, to ensure that that uh, where there are appropriate changes that need to be made, uh, we are in the process of of of, of going through uh, and, and receiving presentations related to uh, corrections uh, to zoning and making certain that it's as supportive to uh, to the division for our communities. Uh, and I've appreciated that. And also um, recognizing that there's the opportunity to um, to enliven our support. The, uh, uh, the vibrancy in communities through walkability, through greenways, through active um, 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 engagement in communities from the residents that are there. And so um, seeing where there seems to be a recognition that there is um, alignment around a vision, working with residents to be included in the vision, um, seeing how our communities are becoming more walkable, um, we're, we're supporting uh, businesses in community, we're supporting development in community, and um, and having a chance to uh, listen and understand and weigh into decisions that that affect those matters and the vision for the future has really been exciting. Excellent, thank you so much. And the feedback that I've been hearing is that you have so much more to contribute to the City Planning Commission. So uh, definitely looking forward to it, uh, colleagues. Any comments or questions, Member Calloway? Thank you, um, Madam Chair. Um, good morning, Mr. Harrison. Good morning. Good. I'll ask you the same question I asked the um, uh, Mr. Russell in a prior interview. Have you ever supported a development that the residents in a particular area opposed or objected to? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't say that uh, that any of the decisions that that we made um, have. Uh, have been strongly uh, opposed by residents. You know, one of the things that I, I very much appreciate that the uh, staff at CPC that they conduct on our behalf is that they make certain that engagement is done. 
Um, and if there are questions coming into our process, if there's something that has uh, received considerable um, uh, concern from community members, then we take time to unpack that. And, and so I can say working together with staff, working with uh, staff from the Planning Commission and others, uh, we make certain that we go through a thorough process of asking the right question. And if there are things that uh, that the community brings to mind, uh, we spend a lot of time uh, um, um, understanding that. And if it's something that needs to be brought back, and we've had things that have come across our, our um, um, that have come in front of the body uh, that require review, where concerns were brought up. And, and so I think that there's a, a strong dedication to engagement. There's a strong dedication to listening to those community voices and making certain that we are aligned and that we are speaking the language of, of looking at this progress together. And so I'm hopeful that um, in times that we have received concern, that those steps that I just mentioned, the working in alignment with other departments and taking time on community engagement and sending things back for more engagement when we have to, um, I think have, have been really important. And so um, I'm really uh, appreciative to have contributed to uh, those efforts to make certain that we get that type of alignment. Yeah, Madam Chair, I have another question. Um, and the person who we just interviewed has been serving for 15 years. I think that's too long. Um, I'm thinking, uh, in my opinion, we probably, it's not my appointment, but 15 years sitting on the, on the commission, you know, we need some more diversity. We need fresh ideas, fresh eyes, but, you know, to serve for 15 years on a commission, you know, uh, it, it, to me, it's just an extended period of time, and other people have, in my opinion, fresher ideas. How long have you been serving, Mr. Harrison? I have been serving since 2021, uh, so yes. so just two years now. Uh, and um, and and what what I what I'll say is is being a, a newer member on the the council, I have appreciated the insights that I do hear some of my, my longer serving, my, my more tenured uh, colleagues have brought to the table. I think it's been uh, especially important to talk about some of the changes that are going undergoing. So I do hope that we get both that, that new participation, as, as you've mentioned, that we can combine folks. I'm certainly um, very thrilled to be on the commission and, and have this opportunity to contribute in that way. And combining that with the learning of my colleagues, I think it's been excellent and, and folks have been uh, very uh, forthcoming with their knowledge, with their understanding in order to help bridge um, that understanding so that we can be supportive to this vision that we're building for Detroit. Thank you, Mr. Harrison. And one more thing, I've, I've participated in some of the, the meetings with the City Planning Commission, not all, you know, 100% supportive of some of their decisions um, in my community, but um, I'm hoping that, you know, um, that you only having been there for maybe a year or two will be able to um, bring some changes to that commission because sometimes you can serve in an area and just become stagnated and you are the clog in the pipe, in my opinion. So um, 15 years service is a very long time. And, um, you know, I just like to see people, I like to see it rotate. I like rotation. Um, and, and, and in other words, I like to see what you're doing. You bring fresh ideas, a fresh perspective to that commission. Um, so thank you, Mr. Harrison. And I look forward to all the work that you're going to do. And good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Member Waters. Thank you. Good, good morning, Mr. Harrison. Good morning, Councilwoman. Uh, well, certainly thank you for your for your service. Um, I'll just kind of ask you the same thing that I, I did ask uh, the last person, and that is, I mean, do you believe that it's important that we listen to the community um, a, lot, a lot more 
for example, if I can go to a certain community, they, they can say, uh, Ms. Waters, this is what we want to see over here. This is what we want in, in our community. Uh, are you open to, to that kind of thing? If the community says that they know what's best and they know what they want, are you open to the idea of just working with them? You know, one of the things that I do want to see, and that is uh, maybe we need to make sure that the planning has an architect so that you can go out there and you can listen to what the community wants and the architect can help you put it all together. I think all of that is so absolutely necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, yes, I, I, I agree with you and I very much appreciate your question. Uh, and this is one of the ways that I, I am grateful that I've had the opportunity to really uh, cut my teeth in, at the community development level um, where engagement is, is, is not just um, a, 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 a passive afterthought. Engagement starts first. Uh, we have to talk to people first. We People know their community. Yes. Um, people have to be active participants in the process. And so thankfully, um, the, the, the uh, industry, the field that I've uh, been cultivated in, uh, it starts with that. And so thinking about ways that we can get more folks engaged in the planning process, um, uh, something that I have a, a personal passion about is the fact that I recognize that me as a planner, and my wife is also an urban planner. Um, we represent <laughs> two people in a household in a field that is is, is uh, very sparse in terms of representation of Black urban planners. So just by virtue of being uh, here in the city and talking about planning, we have the opportunity to engage more young people in this profession, to see people who look like them, to know that their communities are most affected and they need to be the most active participants in what's happening in their community, I think is excellent. So if I can be there, if, if residents can be a part of the process, speaking um, as much as being visible as possible and making certain that folks are engaged and their voices are heard, I think is, is, is a fantastic opportunity. All right. All right. Love you. Thank you, Madam, Madam Chair. Thank you. Member Calloway. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. I'm happy to hear that you are an urban planner and your wife. I thank you for that expertise. Um, and I just, um, my colleagues and I just came back from Seattle um, after spending almost a week there and it was an amazing experience um, the way they take such pride in their quality of life. Um, they are very, very conscientious about their um, air quality. Um, they're very conscientious about the removal of blight and trash in their community. They are experts in that. That was about the cleanest city I've ever seen in my life, and mm -hmm. I've gone to a lot of cities. I did not see one cigarette butt on the sidewalk. I did not see one piece of paper anywhere. And my colleague can, to my left can attest to that. And um, sometimes the development that comes to a city is not always best for that particular area. You know, I'm thinking about Stellantis. You know, that was, that was supposed to be, you know, the answer to everything, all these jobs. But the people over there are suffering. And that's in my colleagues to the left um, um, in her community. Um, District 4. And so sometimes we bring these businesses into our neighborhoods and they're not the best developments for the people who make up the neighborhood. And, you know, we have people calling every single day and emailing us about their quality of life that's been negatively impacted in this city by developers, developers who don't live in our neighborhoods but want to build in our neighborhoods. And, you know, look what's happening in southwest Detroit. When you go down to down Schaefer, when you're traveling 75 south, you better let your window up. 
because you'll get dizzy and have an accident driving. That's how strong those fumes are. You have to drive with your windows up as soon as you hit South Schaefer, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's detrimental to the health of those folks, but in my opinion, all development is not the best development for certain areas in our community, and we gotta get really, really serious about controlling what comes to our community when it's impacting our lives, because once that developer builds, he's gone. He's gone, and they come into the neighborhoods to make money. And I know what Mr. Russell said earlier, they bring money or they're, they're, um, it's costing them money to build, but developers are not coming to particular neighborhoods not thinking they're not going to make any money. Their goal is to um, profit off their development, and I get it. But um, I, I'm grateful that you are an urban planner, and I just want us to be more conscientious the way they are in Seattle about our true quality of life and get serious about that. And just because we're black, we don't want to have asthma. We don't want to die from cancer. We don't want to have lung disease. We don't want to be subjected to all these fumes that are not happening in Bloomfield or Birmingham because they wouldn't tolerate it. We tolerate it because our lives don't matter to a lot of developers. Their bottom line matters more. And so I want to thank you for being an urban planner, and I'm going to be watching you, and I'm glad that you're a set of fresh new eyes on that commission. Thank you, Madam Chair, and thank you, Mr. Harrison. Thank you. Mr. Harrison, we appreciate your time. We have two minutes to wrap up this committee, but thank you so much for your interest. Thank you so much for bringing your expertise to this body, and uh, we appreciate your continued interest in serving. Thank you. I appreciate your, your questions and your passion, and, and, and thank you so much um, for your time this morning. Thank you. Have a great one. Uh, okay. co colleagues. Colleagues, um, if we can, is, is there a motion to remove line item, I'm sorry, is there a motion to bring line item 8.2 back in two weeks? Motion. Thank you. There's a motion to bring line item 8.2 back in two weeks. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Is there a motion to move line items, is there a motion on line item 8.3? Submitting memorandum, oh, my apologies. Uh, you know what, colleagues, first, let's do this. Uh, we were all provided a uh, request for a walk-on. Uh, is there a motion to walk on the reappointment, a memo for the reappointment of Richie Harrison to the City Planning Commission? Motion. There's a motion to walk this line item on to the agenda. Hearing no objections, that action shall be taken. Is there a motion? So line item 8.3, without objection, I'd like to combine line items 8.3, 8.4, and the walk-on. Is there a motion to request LPD to draft a resolution um, to reappoint the individuals to various commissions? Motion. There is a motion to request LPD to draft a resolution for the three appointments. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. And colleagues, I received a message from Dr. Powers saying that uh, to the clerk, uh, I did not formally uh, send line item 9.20 to the formal, to formal. Uh, so with, there was, we did make the motion but I just want to clarify that 9.20 will be sent to formal with a recommendation to approve. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you.
Is there a motion to My apologies. Madam Chair, while you're thinking. Yes, Dr. Powers. Um, I know that you just gave LPD an assignment to do the resos uh, of reappointment for, for 8283 and the walk-on, um, but are you also bringing back 83 and 84 and the walk-on um, when those resos are done? Thank you, Dr. Powers. I believe that's what my team was uh, trying to ask me to Sorry do. for jumping um, in. Nope, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Colleagues, is there a motion to... Bring line items 8.3 and 8.4 back in two weeks. Motion. One week. And one week. One motion. Thank you. There's a motion to bring line items 8.3 and 8.4 back in one week. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. And colleagues, is there a motion to suspend member reports? Motion. I'm sorry, ma'am. May I, if I may? Yes, Dr. Powers. Do, do you need to bring back the walk-on also? Or was that taken care of and I missed it? We do need to bring the walk-on back. <laughs> Colleagues, is there a motion to bring the walk-on to reappoint Richie Harrison to the City Planning Commission back in one week? Motion. There's a motion to bring the walk-on back in one week. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. There was a motion to suspend member reports. Hearing no objection, that action shall be taken. Dr. Powers, Mr. King, if there is nothing else to come before this body, we shall stand adjourned.